0: This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 966, an excerpt from the book titled Reimagined by Barbara Rappaport. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this Sunday edition of ORD. I am your host and narrator, Greg Audino, and I am here with you each day of the week to share some great relationship content and help you improve your own relationships. Normally, we narrate from articles and essays, But sometimes we have the rare privilege of reading right from a book, and we'll be doing that today for the second time this week, actually. Our featured author, Barbara Rappaport, has shared an excerpt from her book, Reimagined, with us, and it's all about detachment, something we're all familiar with in relationships, and something we really tend to have a narrow viewpoint on, more importantly. Well, Barbara is here today to challenge the view that many of us have about detachment, and she's got a great, powerful story to support her ideas. So let's hear what she's got to say right now and start optimizing your life. An excerpt from the book titled Reimagined by Barbara Rapaport. There are plenty of reasons why we may not stand up for ourselves, even when every instinct tells us we deserve to be heard. In my recently published memoir, Reimagined, I recount several instances in my life when circumstances warranted that I deserved to be the center of attention, yet I remained mute. One of these circumstances occurred while I was facing the biggest challenge of my life, major surgery, in 2017 for a seriously rare form of cancer. This excerpt from Reimagined accounts an incident that took place on the day of my surgery when two researchers approached me in the hospital waiting room just a few minutes before I was to begin the medical protocols required before being wheeled into the operating room. The researchers were there solely to convince me to donate my cancerous tumor to a local research facility. My fury emanated from my disbelief at their incredible insensitivity. They had cornered me. How could they have such chutzpah, the Yiddish word for shameless audacity, to disturb me and my family at such a critically difficult time? The multi-specialty care team had known about this surgery for weeks. Why didn't they have these people contact me before today? This interchange opened a deep wound. It brought to my consciousness the rage I associated with countless other frightening times that I had endured in the past, with people who were thoughtlessly ignoring my fears and pain. I wanted to shout at them to stop. But my good self wouldn't dare do that. How could I create a scene at a time when everyone else in the waiting room was facing their own potential trauma? I felt like an outside observer, passively watching my own victimization at the hands of two people who appeared totally oblivious to my vulnerability. When these two strangers asserted their agenda at the hospital right before my surgery, the fighter in me wasn't present. I looked at Stuart and said, I don't know what to do. He jumped in without hesitation. Go ahead and sign the release, he said. He knew me well enough to ascertain that the quicker I got away from those two individuals, the better. Here was another example of someone in my family jumping in without hesitation to be the level-headed decider. I don't know what would have happened if he hadn't come to my rescue. His unconditional love was always with me, but I clung to it more aggressively in this moment. I signed the forms, got up abruptly, and went back to where Jay and Lee were sitting. Stuart was right behind me. I wanted to nestle into whatever little bit of comfort being in their presence might provide before my name was called and I was whisked off to the pre-op area. The rationale for why I chose to remain silent is logical. In retrospect, I have come to understand that how I was able to maintain my composure was because of my capacity for detachment. In my executive coaching practice of 16 years, Many clients have reinforced a belief I came to, too, soon after starting my coaching practice. In the context of human interactions, detachment can be seen as positive or negative. When I raise the idea of detachment as a way for my clients to facilitate difficult conversations, they typically react negatively to the suggestion. They equate being detached with being callous, which leads them to worrying that others involved in the interaction would perceive them as caring less. I, on the other hand, prefer to focus on the potential benefits of seeing detachment through a positive lens. In the situation I recounted earlier, detachment is what got me through the interaction. As furious as I was, I realized that letting my fury be known through an emotional outburst would have only made things worse. It wouldn't have changed the absolute insensitivity of the two individuals who approached me with the request to donate my tissue for research. It wouldn't have changed the fact that, under more calm and private conditions, I would have enthusiastically agreed to their request. It wouldn't have changed the absolute fear I was experiencing that these precious moments with my family might be the last few I would ever have with them. Rather, it was detachment that allowed me to insulate myself from the researcher's insensitivity and maintain the decorum I owed myself and my family. It allowed me to be sensitive to what all the other patients and their families in the waiting room were going through. In that moment, detaching meant caring more rather than caring less. Another common situation where we might benefit from reverting to a state of detachment is when we find ourselves wanting to comfort people who are in pain be it physical, psychological, or emotional. Their grief or sadness may naturally spark an intensity of emotion within ourselves. We feel as if what is happening to them is also happening to us. The boundaries between us become completely blurred. While it's unquestionably wonderful to have people in our lives for whom we care that deeply, it can be problematic to empathize to such a degree if doing so leaves us with less bandwidth to be present with them. Inadvertently, we may diminish what they're experiencing by making it more about ourselves. Detaching is what allows us to keep our emotional frailties at bay so that we can come to the aid of those we love when they are in crisis. Any traumatic circumstance can paralyze even the strongest and most courageous among us. Other people may establish conditions which can make it difficult or perhaps even impossible for us, to detach or take action, but that doesn't mean they can take away our power. Whether or not we do speak up to assert what we need does not change the fact that we always deserve to be heard. You just listened to an excerpt from the book titled Reimagined by Barbara Rappaport. Now, I am a big believer that if you want to be your best self in your relationships or in anything you do, you need to fuel yourself properly. And that's why I'm so happy to have this show sponsored by Factor. Factor Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. You'll have over 35 options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. Head to factormeals.com slash optimal fifty, that's optimal five zero, and use code optimal fifty to get fifty percent off. That's code optimal fifty at factormeals.com slash optimal fifty to get fifty percent off. Picture a wardrobe upgrade with quality essentials at an unbeatable price. Quince has you covered with timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Slash ORD to get free shipping and 365 day returns, quince.com/slash ORD. And a big thanks to Barbara for sharing that really powerful excerpt today. Gotta love this one, everybody. Detachment is one of those many words that comes with a negative connotation, but is really extremely layered at its core. It's so important to look beneath the common interpretation of words and understand how they could exist differently depending on the scenario. In fact, sometimes it's too difficult to do unless we find ourselves in the type of situation that Barbara did. But what's really key to unpacking these conflicting feelings and reactions is to regularly practice self-forgiveness. Barbara is able to really capture the other side of detachment, the side laced with compassion for others and herself, because she's willing to look at the situation she found herself in and be patient with her experience, rather than sticking to her guns or society's guns about what it means to detach. So the more we're able to be patient with ourselves, our tendency to try our best no matter what, the better prepared we are to formulate our own opinions and see the gray in areas that are normally just seen in black and white. So thanks so much to Barbara for this great excerpt and great lesson. And if you'd like to learn more about her book, you can do so by heading to the link in this episode's description. That is going to do it for now, though, everyone. I appreciate you all being here today, and I hope you enjoyed Barbara's work and courage as much as I did. I'll be back with you tomorrow for another narration, so don't miss out. That's where your optimal life awaits.